The Brewers do get themselves another catcher. Continue to stock up on catchers. What about third base? Is Devin Williams going to be traded? We are just a short time away from the opening of spring training. My man, Hunter Baumgart from iHeartRadio joins us next here on Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Brewers. I'm your host, Chuck Freeman. Good to have you along. Locked On Brewers. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked On for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Game Time. Download the app today. Uh, coming up on the show, Gary Sanchez, uh, a Milwaukee Brewer. I didn't even know they were looking for another catcher. We'll talk about that. And D.L. Hall, Joey Ortiz will dig further into their roles on the team. The Brewers have spent $14 million here since the Burns deal. But $14, was it well spent? We'll talk about Adamas continues to be on the trade block. And is Devin Williams on the trade block? Possibly to the Yankees. We'll get to all that coming up next. My name is Chuck Freeman, first-year Oh, second year host of Lockdown Brewers. You get us on Google, Spotify, Apple. We're on all the major downloads. And of course, go to YouTube, search Lockdown Brewers, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell. That'll alert you every time we drop an episode. Follow me on Twitter, Chuck Freeman, F R E I M U N D. All right. We only get the great guests here on the show. And one of them right now, my man, Hunter Baumgart. He, along with Tim Allen and Pipe Bomb, do the Brewers post game show on uh, iHeartRadio. Hunter, great talking to you. Always love seeing you. You've been covering the games for quite a few years. And uh, thanks for joining the podcast, my friend. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Chuck. Excited to talk Brewers with you today. I'm fired up, man. This has been a has it been a quick off. To me, it's been a quick off season. I just said the other day on the podcast, man, it just seems like it was a couple of weeks ago that we found out that uh, the Brewers no longer were interested in Brandon Woodruff. Mm-hmm. And here we are. We're about a week away from starting up in spring training. Yeah, that was the first week of November, if, if memory serves there. About, uh, what is it, three months ago? If that, Those three months flew by. It was right after Thanksgiving. Right after it, Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, it was right in that November time period. Yeah. And I yeah. think it just, it, it, since then, it's just flew by. It's it's absolutely flown. And what's great is for, for us who love baseball, we get games here coming up at the end of the month already in spring training and pitchers and catchers report for the Brewers in less than a week, which is awesome. Um, so, no, it's exciting. And obviously – the busyness of the offseason for the Brewers really has occurred in the last two weeks. It's, it was mm-hmm. quiet for a lot of the offseason, and then the last two weeks it kind of picked up, and now the 2024 Brewers are taking shape. I'm going to ask you about a couple of these guys and what you think, but overall, the overall picture, do you think that uh, – are you pleased with the offseason so far by the Brewers? It's it's an interesting offseason, one that I think obviously the big the big question coming into the offseason was was Craig Council going to come back? And that was the that got answered early in November mm-hmm. um, when he made the move. And then you get Pat Murphy, who's in, who, who takes the step up from the bench coach role. And so now you see, OK, you got that. You got Ricky Weeks, but then you got the whole staff back. So it's a lot of people bring it back. And then it was, OK, are they going to trade? That was the next thing was, are they going to trade Burns? Are they going to trade Adamas? Two guys going into the contract year. Um, and, and to be honest, I, I had thought at the beginning of the offseason, if, if Craig Council goes somewhere else, then I think they'll move Burns because I thought then you're kind of in a transition anyway. 
And if you have counsel, maybe you go for it one more year. But if you're in a transition anyway, get what you can for Burns. Maybe this is 2024 as a transition and then see where the young guys go and, and what you can do there. And then maybe 2025, you, you're back to where you were in, in 2023. Um, but then as the months went on and we all of a sudden became late January, I, I did not think Corbin Burns was going to be moved. It sounded like he was ready. He was on the Foul Territory podcast recently. Just talked about not not after he was on after the trade but before the trade and just said we're, we're fired up i'm fired up to get down to spring and it just sounded like the brewers were young mm-hmm. ho on going for it again this year um and then they signed reese hoskins and and that was huge that was the the guy on the first base market and that was the guy that that seemed to put kind of all the pieces together okay they are they are going for it they're going to keep the guys and and see what happens this season and try to com- obviously compete for an NL Central title, which they still will, but but obviously in a more big capacity with Burns and the team. And then the Burns trade kind of put that, you know, kind of turn the turn the globe a little bit on that. So it's been an interesting last couple of weeks. It was a quiet couple of months, but um, am I pleased with the offseason? I think it's just been an offseason of some unexpected and some expected. Until the Reese Hoskins deal, I was uh, disappointed in the offseason. Still feel like they have to fill the third base spot, but um, you know I just uh, I just don't want to see any slippage hunter on this team because you know, we've been contended the last couple of years. Enjoy going to the playoffs. Would love to go a little further, but now when I see them pick for third or fourth in the division by some of these publications, I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's true. I mean, when you it, I think the Burns, I think before the Burns trade, they were they had to have been the the, one, the top after the Reese in that six day period between Reese Hoskins and Corbin Burns, those two moves. I think they had to have been up up top of the division, um, just because sure the Cubs got Craig Council, but they haven't really signed as of now. They haven't really signed anybody else. They got Hector Neris, the the reliever, but otherwise they haven't spent the big money that I think a lot of us expected to once they got Craig Council. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Reds have still have kind of been every year. It's like, oh, maybe this is the Reds year. Maybe this is the Reds year. But the Reds haven't been where they are. I think the Cardinals will take a step forward this year, but they have a lot, a long way to go from where they were last year. And I, I'm not sure so sure about the Pirates. So I thought this thought, thought the Brewers were going to be at the top. And now this, you know, the Corbin Burns deal kind of shifts the uh, the division a little bit. But I still think they'll compete. But like you said, they do have some holes. Last night they went out and got themselves another catcher. And I would I, this stunned me a little bit. And Gary Sanchez, one year, seven million dollars. It's like there's other places they could need another catcher. Uh, yeah, I was. And I I kind of get this now um, because Contreras DH'd a lot last year because his bat you couldn't take his bat out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. So do you think that it's Sanchez might be more of the everyday catcher get more? Then a spot appearance behind the plate. He, he did have the 19 home runs last year because they want to keep Contreras' bad in the lineup at the DH spot. Absolutely. And and even and Pat Murphy did a did an interview yesterday with the Journal Sentinel and talked about how much they just want William Contreras in the lineup, no matter mm-hmm. what. And so I think this was a type of move where if you take Contreras out of you know the catcher role, you have a viable guy who's done it, who's been there, who's been a two-time all-star. Um, who, who who had some really good seasons in his career in New York. And then last year, he was with two teams, the Mets and the Padres, 75 games, which is not a huge sample size, but he hit 19 home runs in 75 games, which is really a nice pace. So hitting an American family field, I do like, I think it's a sneaky good signing in the fact that you 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 can put him in DH a, a fair amount as well if you want to, if, if, if um, you know, if Yelich is playing in the outfield, I think Yelich will DH a lot, but Contreras, I think will as well. 
Um, I think Contreras will be your for sure your number one. He'll catch the majority majority of the games this season. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think it's a, a little bit of an underrated signing just because your backup catcher's options options before that were Eric Haas and Austin Nola, who who might be viable, who are viable players, sure, and they've had you know they've had careers, obviously. But I, I think it just this is a different step when you put a backup catcher like because Caratini did a very nice job as a backup catcher for years. I for like the organization. Them. I liked him. Yeah, I liked the the Caratini move when they picked him up, and he he was fine. I, I was sorry to see him go to Houston, but I look at this Hunter and I see fourteen million spent since Burns left on two players, Junis and Sanchez. We got a gaping hole at third base. I like taking the twelve million they they had and put it towards Reese Hoskins. I was hoping they were going to take this money from Burns and use it for like an impact player, but they used it on two separate. I don't want to say journeyman players, but they kind of are. Yeah, I mean, you right. You you maybe would have liked to see them put it towards like a Matt Chapman, right? He's the top guy at third base, right? Yes, now, obviously that would be you know maybe that that's the guy you probably want if you're if you're a Brewers fan and want an impact player at third base. And I I get that. Um, Junis is kind of that one of those signings where you wanted you you can never have enough pitching, right? That's 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 I think the mindset behind that sign is the, the fact that. Okay, we just want a guy who who's been there. That obviously last year it's interesting because Winnis had forty games and thirty six of them were were out of the bullpen. So if they want him to be a starter, which it sounds like they do, that's going to be a little bit of a change. But he did come off a career year for him in which he had three uh, three eight seven ERA. So he had he's coming off that success. Um, and then Sanchez, like you said, so you you spend seven million seven million, you put fourteen million. And Corbin mm-hmm. Burns was 15 million, you know, heading into this season. So when you look at that, they've already spent that money. But what they've done, and and credit to them, they've reinvested into this team. They've reinvested that money into this team. They didn't save it for down the road. They reinvested mm-hmm. it for this year. So it's it's I get you want the flashy guy, but I also think these two could be impact what Junis could be. Maybe uh, Colin Ray type, and you have a lot of those right now, right? You yeah. Somebody, we need some stars. <laughs> I, I, I get that. I do get that. And I, and Corbin Burns, obviously leaving. You know, that's a star that's not on the team anymore. Um, but I do think I, I do think this rotation sets up okay. And then if guys overperform, they can become fairly decent. I mean, and if you want to look at it this way, Burns they trade it for. Junis, Sanchez, Hall, and Ortiz. I mean, salary-wise, if you look at it that way, because mm-hmm. let's face it, they probably if they don't, they probably don't go get Junis, and they don't probably spend the money on Sanchez. You know, being a small market, we're not spending an extra fourteen million, unfortunately, unless there's money to spend. And that's, I think, that's what it's. That's how it's all. You can look at it that way. Yeah. Yes. You know? No, I think so. I think you can definitely look at it that way, and I think, but. I think as well, you could look at it. Okay, the offseason is not over yet. And who knows if they sign someone else? And then all of a sudden, that you know, if they signed a even better, even more a, a tier above those guys, who knows? Maybe that can be invested into into this this team. So I, I think we should still wait until this offseason is over. And the reason I say that is because there's so many guys still out there. Like the fact yeah. that Blake Snell is not on a team right now, and and people have been saying, hey. Gary Sanchez, personal catcher for Blake Snell. Maybe he's the next move. <laughs> and maybe, who knows? You we'll never, never say never. All right. Hang on. We'll get to you. We're going to continue on. I got to take a quick break here. Ask Hunter about the third base spot. 
no stud at the top of the rotation, at least right now. Uh, and Ladamas gets shipped. What about Devin Williams? All that ahead. Chuck Freeman here on Lockdown Brewers, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. This show is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time app. I've told you I've got Brewers tickets off this. I got great seats behind the visitors dugout many times over the years, and you can as well. You know, sometimes some of these apps up there, they can be frustrating, but not the Game Time app. It'll show you exactly where you're sitting. Fast, easy to use, buying tickets for sports, music, comedy. I bought concert tickets off of Game Time. Very easy to use. Last bit of tickets, flash deals, zone deals, views from the seat, lowest price guaranteed, and it is very good. Uh, see the view of your seat before you buy it. And a couple of taps, you buy these tickets, and you're good to go. The prices are all up front. You're not going to get any sneaky fees in there. Download the GameTime app. Create an account. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code LOCKEDON for the 20 bucks. Download the GameTime app. And I'm telling you, what do you want? Basketball tickets, concerts, anything you want. Brewers tickets. Game time is the way to go. All the prices right there up front. So you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. You don't get to the end. I was like, oh, wow, it's $40 more. Some apps do it. Game time does it. Again, check it out. Download it first. Download the Game Time app. Last bit of tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Game time. Create the account. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN20 bucks off your first purchase. My name is Chuck Freeman, Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We will be right back after this timeout. We continue on Hunter Baumgard from iHeartRadio. He, Tim Allen, Pipe Bomb, 97.3 the game. They do the Brewers postgame show. I've known Tim Allen for years. Hunter as well, Pipe Bomb, all good people, all great radio people as well. Look at Pipe Bomb and Tim Tim Allen some, somewhere down the line on this show as well, Hunter. Get two guys Absolutely. on. I, you know, I'm getting fired up for the season just talking to you here. Um D.L. Hall, sounds like he's going to be a starter on this team. Uh, obviously, there's some spots to be won in that rotation, but he came out of the bullpen last year for the Orioles. Sounds like they, they told him, big fellow, we'd like you to be in that starting rotation. Yeah, it does. It does. And maybe that's a little surprising just because he has the the electric stuff that you see sometimes out of the bullpen from a, you know, that we've seen. Like, I know the comparisons have been made to a guy – uh, who also was in Baltimore originally, and that's uh, Josh Hader, right? The, some of the mm-hmm. comparisons with the left-hander, um, wow. you know, coming out of the bullpen. But again, Josh Hader was thought of maybe as a starter early in his career and then found his niche, obviously, very well in the bullpen and, and has made a career out of being a closer. So who knows what D.L. Hall is down the road, but it does sound like they want him to be a starter. I do I do wonder how that'll impact him. I, he said that he is, has been preparing to be either way, uh, whether he's used as a starter or a reliever and just kind of, but it also sounds like the Brewers want to talk to him and, and see where he wants to go with it as well. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it's kind of going to be a mutual decision. And I think it also will depend on, okay, where is Aaron Ashby health wise? And where is where, how are these other guys pitching in, in spring training, a Colin Ray or a Junis or some of these other guys who are, who are in the mix or Robert Gasser, where does he start this season? Like some of these guys, and we've seen the Brewers do this before, where they've started them in the bullpen, right? Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, Josh. Like they, they've started in the bullpen, and then and then eventually they become really good starters like a Corbin Burns did. So I feel like it's possible, and I'm not not probable necessarily, because I think the Brewers down the line do want D.L. Hall to be a starter, but maybe he does start in the bullpen. If, mm-hmm. you, have, uh, if you have 
five, you know, five guys that you you trust and think, okay, these are going to be my starters. And maybe DL Hall starts out of the bullpen and then starts to make starts as the season goes on. Yeah, you could never use enough bullpen. I mean, the bullpen looks fully stocked right now, but I always say make a strength even stronger. And if he's got to come out of the bullpen, I, I'd be good with that because uh I, I mean I look at that bullpen, man. I I, I like what we th- we have going forward out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, Obviously. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and that's and the bullpen is and to be honest, when you look at the years like you all Piamps had and, and some of these other guys out there, Abner Uribe and, and mm-hmm. how these guys were so good last year, it's it's going to be hard for them to do exactly that again this year. So there's probably going to be a guy who falls down a little bit. There's going to be a guy that probably is even better than last year. Who knows? Trevor McGill could be that guy who becomes, you know, as, I mean, he was really good last year, but maybe he becomes even better. Or maybe a deal hall does fit in in that or some other guy we're not even mentioning comes up because you who was talking about how big Yoel Piams would be last year before the season not a lot of people and then he was your lockdown eighth inning guy for almost the entire season well I'll be curious who the eighth inning guy is because you got a rebay out there who's got electric stuff too but Piams you're I mean we got a embarrassment of riches out there in that Mm -hmm. bullpen with guys who can throw it well, and that's that's what you want. It's a great problem to have because you have a ton of options, and that's what Council was so good at using mm-hmm. his options um, when he was in Milwaukee, and we'll see if Pat Murphy can do the same. Hunter Baumgart joining us for the postgame show on iHeartRadio, him along with Tim Allen and Pipe Bomb, our friends, do a great job, do a great job on the postgame um, over on iHeartRadio 97.3, the game. All right, with Ortiz, do you see him filling that vacant third base spot right now, Hunter? It's a That's the big question because third base is I, coming in. I thought, okay, you know, it'll be Monasterio. It'll be Owen Miller, kind of a rotating. I, I was assuming mm-hmm. maybe they'd sign someone else, a lower tier, you know, third base, but not the highest in Matt Chapman necessarily, but, you know, someone else to, to compete over there. Um, I know they got Christian Arroyo from the Red Sox as well, mm-hmm. signed him to a minor league deal. I don't think he's necessarily going to be in the mix, but maybe they do. Maybe that's the, you know, the Brian Anderson of this. Uh, who knows? But I think when you look at third base, you also have Tyler Black. And I think a lot of this hinges on Tyler Black because they yeah. want they want Tyler Black, I would think, to be their third baseman long term because that that guy has a lot of potential. He's been exciting in the minor leagues. We're excited to see what he can do, but is he ready on March 28th to be your starting third baseman? I think that's what they're going to have to figure out for the month and a half of spring training. And then if that's the case, okay, maybe he is, and maybe he does start there. Maybe he comes up in May or or June. And if he's not the guy on opening day, then Ortiz maybe does slide over there and is your opening day third baseman. But I also think Monasterio is very much in place considering the year he had last year. Um, the Brewers are not afraid to platoon guys and, uh, you know, that school of philosophy. Now, that's been Craig Council's for a while, though. Is Pat Murphy going to do the same? We'll see. I think it'll be similar, but not everything will be similar to Council, what he does. So I think Ortiz will fit in at third base a fair amount, um, it's, uh, obviously, especially if Adamas is there. But then I also think if they don't sign Adamas to a long-term deal or they do end up trading him, then Ortiz is your guy at short. Yeah, I think the... I think the writing is on the wall with Adamas on a long-term deal. It's just not happening. Now, there's been rumblings, obviously, all, all offseason. I mean, you hear him, Hunter, that uh, on Twitter as well. Adamas here, maybe the Dodgers or whatever. Ortiz will play shortstop if they do deal Adamas. But yeah. do you think Adamas, you think Willie Adamas will be on this opening day roster? 
I do. I do. You do. I, I, I think I think so. I think he's staying. And I think maybe he's a trade deadline piece if they're not in it in, in July. I mean, maybe he's a guy who's traded around then. Um, but I, I just I think they're still I think they still <clears throat> need him and want him on this team. I think he came out from last year. I think he can put up some good numbers this year. And I also just think he's the he's the the heartbeat of that team, really. I mean, he's 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 kind of the glue that I feel like could bring them through this managerial transition, through this transition of what has what you know the differences between last year's and this year's team. And I think he could still be that glue. Him and Freddie and some of these guys who've been <clears throat> excuse me here a long term or a long time. I think he's. I think he's just the glue there. Now, if they get like Matt Arnold said after they traded Corbin, they're not going to shut down any conversation. So if if something comes up and they're like, "Well, we got we we got to take this deal," they're not going to be afraid to. But I do think Adamus is on the opening day roster. Hunter, hang on for a second. We'll ask you about the crowded outfield spot when we return with Hunter Palmgart joining us here. Uh, great having him. Appreciate him taking a few minutes out of his time today and his busy schedule because he's got work to do as well. But I appreciate Hunter coming on uh, and, and contributing to the show today. Good stuff. We'll talk to him about Devin Williams, too, because there's some rumblings that he might be traded to the Yankees. We'll get to that coming up here in a little bit. Uh, this show is brought to you in part by FanDuel. FanDuel, America's number one sports book. FanDuel, you got the Super Bowl coming up with all the props on Sunday. And they have a million of them over there. Now, not literally, but close to it. Uh whatever you want to go on. I told you McCaffrey scoring the first touchdown is the way to go for me. And I love that play. And then maybe Kelsey over the receiving yards. I like that as well, but it's all there on America's number one sports book. And I know Super Bowl Sunday, we like to get out there, have the food, have a nice place to sit. And of course we want to go on the games as well. Get in the fan duel. And they, of course they have all the college basketball, anything you need in the NBA, the prop bets, over and unders, all that and more. But get on all the action coming up and FanDuel and take advantage of this offer. Uh, new customers who join today get $200 in bonus bets when that first bet of $5 or more hits. So you get a $5 bet, you're going to get $200 in bonus bets. They upped it from $150 to $200. All you got to do is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to sign up. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Hey, they're the number one sports book in America for a reason. They got all the props for Super Bowl Sunday as well. Check it out. Look at them over there. I mean, you'll, hey, I gave you my tips. I'm sure you'll see a few on there as well, but it's all there. And of course, the game as well. Half times you get everything on there for Super Bowl Sunday. And of course, all the other sports as well. FanDuel. Dot com slash locked on to sign up today and take advantage of the $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Chuck Freeman here on Locked On Brewers, part of Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every day. We're coming right back. Hunter Baumgard is joining us. Does the Brewers post game show along with Tim Allen and Pipe Bomb over there. Uh, terrific job that those three guys do each and every day after games. Uh, Adamus, we talked about Adamus. Uh, did you see where David Stearns is regretting the hater trade? He, he was on foul territory. You mentioned that podcast a little while ago, and there is that, that that pod seems to be breaking stories these days. But yeah, I was I was surprised that Stearns admitted to that, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, he said he thinks about it a lot. 
Um, and so he still thinks that the intentions were right there. They just thought that they had the backfill in the bullpen to pick up for where Hader left, and they ended up not and missing the playoffs. Because he's like, when you trade a guy like that, when you're in a playoff position and end up not making the playoffs, that stings. And he said it should sting. So those were his words. And I think, I, I mean, how can't you? I mean, that that was a season in which you didn't make the playoffs and the only season you did not make the playoffs within yeah. this run. So if there was a year where you were going to regret something, that probably was it in a, in a, in a, in a situation where they constantly talked about bites at the apple, not getting the bite at the apple in 2022, I think was um, something he's definitely looked back on. And, and maybe this organization does things differently. And, and Matt Arnold was obviously under Stern's, you know, for that as well. So maybe he learned from that too. And who knows, maybe the, you know, maybe this all factors into it a little bit. And the fact that, Corbin Burns is traded now rather than, okay, we're in mid-July, we're in first place again by mm -hmm. a couple of games, and we're tempted to trade Burns again. But if we do, we're going to get the backlash like we did for Josh Hader. Get rid of him now. You know, the, maybe the backlash isn't as bad. Not that they make decisions based on backlash, but I'm not talking just fan backlash. We know how that clubhouse was affected by the Josh Hader deal in 2020. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that that I think that maybe factors into all future decisions for both Stearns and Arnold. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you trade Burns, and if you trade Adamas, it does send a message. I mean, I, I get oh, yeah. the message. It sends to the fan base, and it sends to everybody who's a Brewer fan. says, hey, well, you want to repeat as division champs, but you're trading your number one starter. You say you want to win a division and go to the World Series, and you're trading your number one starter. You know, that does it does send one of those kind of messages. Well, yeah, and Arnold said this is not any kind of rebuild, and I don't think it is. But I also think it's a it's a you know a feat in both buckets, so to speak, right? You're you're yeah. trying to now in the future, and that's what this front office has honestly have done a pretty good job of over these years. But at one point, are the chips in the middle of the table? But again, do you want to put the chips in the middle of the table? Because maybe that means some non-competitive years down the road. So there's that trade-off there. And I think the front office has done a really good job balancing those, making the playoffs five of the last six seasons, but then also. You also want to see them at some point just just go for it. And this year won't be the year, but I, I think they can still be very competitive, especially if they keep Adamas, which I think they will. On the subject of relievers, trading Devin Williams. Um, but there's a report out there I saw that maybe the Yankees could be interested and you'd get like the number two prospect of the Yankees and a, a few other guys. You continue to load up on the farm system. But would Uribe be ready to be the closer and if they do trade Devin Williams, because they show that they don't want to sign relievers, closers, sure. long-term contracts. So, I mean, could this be a possibility, trading Devin? It could be. I don't think it's an off-season thing. I think maybe it's a deadline thing, maybe, mm -hmm. if they're if they're out of it. Um, I don't think it's a near – I don't think it's a uh, – uh, I don't think it's going to happen before opening day. Um, but I could be wrong, but I just don't see that. I do think – he has two years left of control. He has this year and next year, so a little different than Burns because Burns had just one year left. Um, and the interesting thing is um, Bob Nightingale reported the other day that the Orioles um, – so the White Sox have Dylan Cease, obviously, and, and, and the White Sox wanted – because Dylan Cease has two years left, the basis of a deal was what the Brewers got back for Corbin Burns. They wanted that and more. They wanted Ortiz, they wanted Hall, and they wanted more because of those two years for control. So you're going to get, if you do trade Devin Williams, whether it's now or at the deadline, you're going to get a, like you said, number two prospect in the Yankees system. I don't know if, if, if 
if it's that high, but it might be just in the fact that you're getting a year and a half. It's kind of like what Josh, with the Josh Hader deal in a way, if you were to trade Williams at the deadline, because you're trading him at the exact time that you did with Hader a year and a half before his free agency. So I think with Williams, they're going to keep him through at least the, you can't say never say never, but I do think these here at least till the trade deadline. And then if they're in it, I don't see them doing again, what they did with Josh Hader. Hunter crowded outfield spot. Before I let you go and say goodbye here, who do you see as a starting outfield as of right now, uh, left field to right field, and who's going to be the opening day DH? Oh, that that is the million dollar question. I mean, the third base probably is the million dollar opening day question, but also the uh, half a million dollar opening day question is the outfield. I think, boy, I think Yelich is in left on opening day. I think Mitchell's okay. in center, and I think Freelich is in right on opening. Um, and then the DH, I you could see Sanchez as your DH on opening day and Contreras as a catcher. Now, do I think that Yelich will will mostly be in left field this year? I don't know. I think that's going to so be a fair amount. is going to be the opening day center fielder or outfielder? I think he makes the team, but I don't know if he starts opening day. Okay. What if he has this amazing spring training? And he- oh, then, well, <laughs> well, obviously, yeah. We're, we're, we're basing this off of nothing that has there. happened in spring yet. Yeah, no, I know, but I mean... He's if, been great at every level so far. Yeah, if he if he hits the cover off the baseball in spring, I could totally yeah. see that. And maybe maybe well, then what do you do? Do you put Mitchell in right? I mean, it'll be Could. interesting because there's going to be a shuffle of this, and it's going to be all year long. And and I think there's going to be there guys are going to play different positions all year long. Opening day will be interesting. And Weimer might be the odd guy out again. Yeah, and that's a guy kind of people forget now yeah. because he he spent the last part of the season in in the minors, but. That's a guy who still has potential, and you, you obviously don't want to give up on him. Um, and so he's another guy who will factor into that, absolutely. Follow my man, Hunter Baumgart, on Twitter. Hunter Bonair. It's French. <laughs> I was like, is that his real? Is that his French Hunter name? Hunter B. On Air is what Hunter B. Hunter, on Air Hunter is. B. On Air. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was, when I first saw your Twitter account a few years ago, I was like, man. Is Baumgart his real name or is Bon Air his real name? I was trying to go Hunter on air, but somebody already took that. So I'm sure. Okay. But that's how you find him. Hunter Bon Air, B O N Air. (laughs) Hunter, thanks for taking some time. Hey, great debut. I'm going to have to catch up with you in March and two, my friend. Oh, absolutely. Anytime, Chuck. This is a blast. Thanks for having me. Hunter Baumgart joining us here on Lockdown Brewers, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. My name is Chuck Freeman. You find us on Google, Spotify, Apple. We're on all the major downloads. And, of course, go to YouTube. Search Lockdown Brewers. Search Lockdown Brewers. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell. That'll alert you every time we drop an episode here on Lockdown Brewers. My name is Chuck Freeman. We'll talk to you tomorrow, everybody.